Pass, you know, gotta stick it out. And she said she just, she said one day she was just like, no, this doesn't make any sense because I'm in danger. Right. Right. And that was something I experienced in my family as well, is my family very much looked down on my divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's something that can be very difficult when you're also going against what your family believes or thinks or what other people, women get a lot of shame for divorce. It doesn't matter the reason for the divorce. Mm-hmm. Women get the shame for it. Um, and, and that when you have that social pressure, it can be, it can make it even harder to decide to leave, to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course it's going to be kind of different for everyone, but what, what red flags, what should people look for where they're like, okay, that's a red flag. And it's like, you know, I should, I should maybe, you know, reconsider this or, you know, what are some signs of, okay, I need to get out of this right now? Um, I, I, I don't know if I don't have any special, like, this is my red flag list, mm-hmm. you know, um, what I focused a lot when I started dating after my divorce is just really paying attention to like how I felt. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I, like what you'd mentioned earlier, like, how would I feel if I let my best friend know that this happened? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I would be nervous to tell them or uncomfortable, like there's probably something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would kind of just sort of check in with my self around that. And I had to stick, I had to stick with that too. Um, I, I dated a man and um, we had decided to become exclusive so we weren't dating any other people. We'd literally been exclusive for one week when he, he and I disagreed on something and he got very fired up and started yelling at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was something that I was never going to put up with again. I'd been yelled at plenty in my first marriage and I was, it was never something that I wrote down on the list. Like this is a red flag. But yeah. as soon as I saw it, like I knew what I I, I knew this is not it. So I compl- I edited it immediately because mm-hmm. we'd only been ex- we'd been on I think we'd been dating about a month when we then decided to like become exclusive and then a weekend and I'm like wow this is super early and this ugly behavior is already out like shouldn't you wait yeah <laughs> you know? um, but I knew exactly what I needed to do like this is not acceptable to me I'm not even if this is so early I'm not even going to put up with this at all um, so I just made the decision to to move on. And I had less, um, I, when I, when I was with my first husband, I felt like if I am not in this relationship, no one will ever love me again. I had very messed up thinking around that. Mm-hmm. So I had really worked through that. I've worked with therapists. Um, I've done a lot of work to get over that kind of thinking where it wasn't attached to whoever was with me. And so I didn't feel any kind of, you know, attack on myself when I broke up with that person. I just, I just, I knew it was the best thing for myself and the best, most loving thing for myself was to not let abusive people in my life again. So it's kind of, it's kind of like, um, you'll know it when you see it or you'll know it when you feel it. Yes. That makes sense. 
and just trust yourself, which Mm -hmm. we're told all the time not to, but uh, that's always what we have to come back to is, you know, what's unacceptable to you. Yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So next question. Um, why, you know, women tend to talk more than men. And when, right. <laughs> when, when we men have a problem, we're like, okay, this is how we, okay, let's not talk about it. Let's fix it. But for some, in, in, in a guy's mind, it's like, for some reason, women prefer to talk about their problem, talk about a problem and not actually do anything about the problem. So why is that? Why is it women use words and guys, we just kind of clam up and we just kind of think it through? Why is that? And how do, you know, how do couples go about that? How do we um, engage with the opposite sex? That's a good question. Um, So women are socialized, you know, that feelings are okay and that we need to express and talk with each other. And that's what women are socialized to do when they're children. Um, boys on the other hand are taught from a very young age that, um, you know, don't cry, don't be a sissy, Mm -hmm. um, and don't talk about those things. And so in a lot of ways, men are socialized not to talk about their feelings at all, not to voice them, um, and it, it's really, it is, the studies all show that it's really damaging, mm-hmm. um, that the men, men have not, and it can be women too, but that they are being taught that feelings, you know, feelings are not okay. You shouldn't be feeling them. You know, you shouldn't express them. Mm-hmm. And that's something I deal with, with my children. I have a girl, I have girl and boy twins. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my son is so much more sensitive than my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like he is just a very, he's a very sensitive kid and he's been like that since he was a baby. He's now three and a half. I, I don't think it's going to change any soon, anytime soon. It's just who he is. While my daughter is, she can fall down and not even cry while my son, you know, he's just very sensitive. He'll get upset if his sister isn't talking to him, mm-hmm. you know, he'll cry or, or talk or whine about it. Um, and I have seen, you know, my husband or my son's dad, you know, say things to him like, you know, it's not okay for you to cry. You need to stop it. Um, and he's just, he has so much emotion that he does need to learn how to contain it in an appropriate way. But there's also, you know, he also needs to be a kid and kids make mistakes and have a lot of feelings and things that they don't know how to handle. Um, men, I love, I, I don't love actually, but men are from Mars, women are from Venus, that book. Um, it's actually very sexist and uh, ridiculous, so I don't recommend anyone read it. But they talk a lot about how um, men are taught to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And so men are taught that they need to be leaders and they need to take care of, you know, who is in their flock or whatever. So they, um, they don't rely on anyone else for help because they need to be able to learn how to do it themselves. And so, again, for that reason, they're not talking to anyone about their problems. You know, they talk about going to a cave. <laughs> That's literally what he says in the book, that the men go off to their cave mm-hmm. to uh, when they've had a blowout with their girlfriends or wives. Um, and that we, as women, are supposed to let them go off to their caves and uh, hope and wait for them to come out of their caves to talk to us. Um, there do need to be, 
there just needs to be different types of communication. Mm-hmm. Um, when I am talking to my, my husband all, never wants me to be upset, you know, because he loves me. He never wants me to be upset. He always wants to do all that he can to make sure that I'm happy. So if I'm expressing that I'm upset about something, he's very quick to want to try to fix it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to say to him, you know, I just need you to hear this right now because I'm perfectly capable of making decisions for myself and taking care of myself. And I've, I've done it. Um, I was a single mom of, of twins. I'm fine. But I still need to remind him of that because that's mm-hmm. not that's not what he's used to. That's he wants to jump in and fix it. That's what he wants to do. Um, and when he's having trouble, I want to bug him and make him talk to me about it. And that's mm-hmm. where I need to back off and let him have his space and him talk to me the way he the way that he can. And both of us are having to learn how to be in a relationship with one another. And I think that's why relationships are so important for that, like getting that opportunity to learn how to engage with each other differently. Mm-hmm. That makes that makes a lot of sense because I've you know I've I've had that um, I've had that experience in my life and. It's been it's been kind of interesting, but I found that during during my younger years, and not as much now, but a lot of times girls would come to me and not their boyfriends and talk about. So their, you were an emotional affair partner. I was, I was, and a, a lot of, and the thing is, I I didn't really view it like that, but now that you know, now that we talk about it, and ever since you know, you know, I kind probably since like the last year, I really you know, came to my senses in that area and they, they would just say, okay, well, I just need someone. I just need it. I just need someone to listen. And they said, I just need like, my boyfriend won't listen. Will you please listen? And, mm-hmm. you know, now, you know, I think now that I think about it, now that we, you know, now that we're talking about it, I think I, I was an emotional affair partner on, you know, with many relationships, not trying to, you know, take the care of women. 